Assassin's Creed Mirage is finally here, and looking at the range of reviews, I can't help but say to some players, I tried to tell you. Reviews are ranging from the celebratory to the disappointed to the downright critical. So much seems dependent upon expectations that were not met. And while that is typically what makes a game get lower or less impressive scores, this time it's different because the devs told us what they were building and many of the reviews seem surprised that they actually did that. So I want to do a quick review roundup and examine what are valid but also invalid criticisms because again as I said, I tried to warn folks what this game was going to deliver, what the experience was going to be like for many players, and that seems to be ringing true. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it's a live stream, but I open the show with a monologue, and then I discuss it with the audience. If you like this kind of content, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss out on the shows. So AC Mirage made good on its promise to return to form, and it even arrived earlier in October than originally planned, but the reception is very mixed, and the reviews are also ranging on the feedback. Some reviews are celebrating the return to Roots, and returning to what makes Assassin's Creed great, while others feel that the game falls short and even makes some bad decisions. I had my own predictions about how this game would be received, and it seems largely to be coming true. I wasn't sure people were going to be able to go the distance because I think the format is old and tired and many people wouldn't really like it anymore. It's a shame because I actually feel like the devs were very clear in what they were building and many of the reviews of Assassin's Creed Mirage seem to be missing that. So the first thing I want to do is a quick review roundup. I'm going to do this differently than I have in the past because we're actually going to look a little bit more at what people are saying to see if we can show there's a consistent theme emerging. I actually think I know why some people are thrilled with this game, while others, even though they knew this was going to be a return to the older style, they didn't quite vibe with how the game played out. So, I want to look at how it's faring overall, and look at the main issues that folks are taking with it. Second, I want to talk about valid and invalid criticisms. Certain themes are cropping up that don't seem valid in light of what they set out to do with Assassin's Creed Mirage, but that doesn't mean there are not valid criticisms about elements of the game that is falling short. Lastly, I just want to say, (laughs) I tried to tell you, right? This is not necessarily an I told you so, but I was worried that this would happen with AC Mirage, and it largely is linked to expectations that the player has coming into the game. So maybe this video can serve as a warning sign or a welcome sign, depending on the type of player that you are. So first, let's take a look at what folks are saying. Let's do a very quick review roundup here. Usually for a review roundup, I lean heavily on one review, and then I give you a buckshot of scores with the pros and the cons. I'm going to try to do this in a more flyover fashion, drilling down into three different reviews, while also using skill up and things that he said. This is actually footage from his review. I'm going to use him almost as a sounding board because people saw his tweet and initially thought, oh, he, he wanted the game to evolve. Why does he think that? I actually think he believes the old formula of Assassin's Creed has legs, and he was disappointed that this game didn't deliver a stronger package. I actually think there's a bigger discussion about what themes that are sort of emerging in the criticisms and the negatives. So let's just first look at PC Gamer. So PC Gamer gave the game a 77 and said, quote, I want so badly for AC to be back, but Mirage is more like a stepping stone. So obviously this is not a ringing endorsement from PC Gamer. 
So what were their issues with the game? Well, first, they do establish this is a spiritual standalone throwback, and they call it a straight bullseye. So if you are looking for a spiritual successor or sequel to the older games, they're calling this a straight bullseye, right? From a lot of the reviews, this is one of the main points of criticism, but I'll touch on that more in a moment. The PC Gamer Review does feel that this is the purest stealth game that Ubisoft has made in the 15 years of Assassin's Creed. They also seemed to enjoy the stealth aspects and the gadgets, and they said that they felt more like an assassin instead of a gladiator, which is how they sort of viewed the previous games. Now, where things seem to fall apart is the combat, and I noticed this in many of the reviews. They were saying that the combat felt terrible. Now, when I watched Skillup's review, he said, you know, that, that the movement was fun. He had clips of combat that looked really, really good. So I don't think everybody's agreeing on this, but that is one theme emerging. And this is what PC Gamer had to say. Mirage's combat is a strange reconstruction of the series' classic sword fighting, complete with a counter kill that lets Basim instantly finish guards after a successful parry, with the same basic feel of Valhalla's mushy group fights. It's functional, but also very ugly. They talked about some of the animations not working properly, things not flowing very well. So I want to be careful to dismiss combat criticisms. Combat in the old Assassin's Creed games was not something that you wanted to lean on because it was more about stealth, right? If you got discovered, it was not easy to just slice up 10 people and move on. That's kind of how the newer games feel. It's like, well, if you get discovered, no worries. As they said in this PC Gamer review, you're kind of a gladiator in some of the newer games, and you can handle a group of 10 or more and, you know, walk away handedly. PC Gamer did indicate that they avoided combat successfully, so they didn't feel that the combat mattered as much. They felt that they were able to lean on stealth, which, for the people that really wanted a return to stealth, that's probably welcome news. They didn't prioritize combat, you know, the developers, this is at least my theory. They maybe didn't prioritize combat because... It's not the focus, right? If you go to the older games, that's never really been what you're supposed to be doing. Now, the parkour is similarly criticized, not for feeling old, but for lacking polish. They highlighted lots of stutters on ledges, unnatural movements, unintended crouches, and other classically frustrating elements of parkour that just doesn't feel fluid or polished. Now again, SkillUp said this was one of the smoothest experiences he had had with a game like this. So there is a lot of range here. I mean, Skill Up doesn't even recommend the game, but he said that it felt very smooth. He didn't have any issues with the movement or the parkour. PC Gamer and other outlets are saying the parkour doesn't feel very good, so you're probably going to have to decide for yourself where you land from the footage that you've seen. Again, at surface level, it might be easy to dismiss PC Gamer and being like, hey, look, they returned to the old style, right? But PC Gamer feels like the old games did some of the better freedom with movement and fluidity, and they referenced Unity. Now, tuck that away because I think that's the beginning of the breaking line as to why some people are really not enjoying AC Mirage. So just tuck that away. They referenced Unity for parkour evolution enhancements and things that they thought were good. Now, the PC Gamer Review did have high praise for Baghdad from a design perspective as well as art direction. Even though the game promised to be a short endeavor, they felt that the 25-hour-long clear was a bit short. I, I I don't understand that. That's what the game set out to do, but that's what they said. They said it just sort of felt 
short. Maybe they're saying experientially it felt short. Maybe they're saying like, yeah, 25 hours sounds great, but when you actually experience it, it's not that good. I don't know really why they mentioned this because this again is what they told us they were going to do. They said there was a noticeable effort to avoid open world bloat and they were happy about that. Overall, PC Gamer just felt like the game fell short, which makes sense. They gave it a 77. So I think that's a fairly calm review. It was a little bit more disappointed than critical. So one of the more critical reviews came from thegamer.com. They gave the game three out of five stars, and the review is titled Assassin's Creed Mirage Review. One step forward, two steps back, and a leap of faith in the wrong direction entirely. They accuse the game of failing to stick the landing in the byline. They feel that AC Mirage is proof that Ubisoft has, quote, no idea what to do with the franchise. And they say that it, quote, frequently is a hodgepodge of failed ideas and decade-old flaws that makes for one of its weakest entries in years. So they think this is one of the weakest Assassin's Creed in years. They feel like it's like a hodgepodge, like a mismatch of different things. And while they appreciate the single city, smaller map direction, they feel the game is, quote, distinctly out of time for all the wrong reasons. Now, similarly to PC Gamer, they felt that the parkour was better in Unity, and they feel like this game takes huge step back. Like, remember, they're comparing this game to Unity, and I know people are probably hearing this and screaming, that doesn't make any sense. I'll, I'll address that in a second. At first, it seemed that people were angry that the game actually did what it promised. It's like when I was looking at some of these reviews, I thought, well, people are just angry that they actually did what they promised. They went back and made a classic Assassin's Creed and everybody's angry about that, right? But it seems more nuanced than that. I believe that folks expected this to be a return to the greatness of Assassin's Creed pre-AC Origins, if that makes sense. I think people thought, oh, Assassin's Creed Origins Odyssey in Valhalla, they're the big overstuffed map bloat games we're going to go back to the time before that the game actually went way further than that this is basically an homage to the first three games this is not meant to to draw from black flag or unity or syndicate it's not it's it's a return to the original format and i think people missed that i think they thought this was meant to be the antithesis to the recent, what we consider to be almost a trilogy, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, the more open-world action RPG approach, and they thought, oh, we're gonna we're gonna draw from all the great games before. No, they went back to basically like the first game, first and second game style, and I think that's why reviews are landing where they are, and that's helpful to you. If you're the type of person that thought, oh, this is going to be great. I didn't like Origins or Odyssey or Valhalla. We're going to return to the greatness that we got in Unity or Syndicate or Black Flag. No, this is a return to basically the first three games. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of Assassin's Creed fans haven't even played the first three. I think some people started getting more involved with Black Flag and beyond. Now, the review from thegamer.com that was more critical, they described the combat, you can see some of it here, as effectively quick-time events where you wait for the enemy to overextend so you can shank them. I think that's a weird summary. Even on SkillUp's video alone, a lot of the combat he shows feels pretty much on par for an Assassin's Creed game. It doesn't seem like quick-time events. But apparently... The game also has frequent bugs, and SkillUp shows a couple of them here on his PC. Big, huge stutters and freezes. Sadly, they feel that uh, Shore Agdashlu is wasted on some of the flattest, most perfunctory writing the series has ever 
scene. I was really excited to see her involved. I think she is fantastic. And we're hearing that the story from many reviews, we're hearing that the story and the characters and the writing is just not delivering. And I think that's mainly a point of frustration because AC games have always done a good job with this. Sadly, I think that is something that is a valid criticism, which we'll touch on more in a second. Some are seeing this game as doing exactly what they set out to do, Game Informer. So that's a calm, you know, disappointed review in The Gamer. And uh, I'm sorry, TheGamer.com is, is critical. And then PC Gamer was more calm and disappointed. But many feel that this is what we were hoping for. Game Informer says they see this as coming home. And they gave it an 8. They concluded that not everything is perfect. But the less is more design philosophy goes a long way to making this one of the most consistently engaging titles within the series for some time. Game Rant gave it a 4 out of 5 and said, Despite a few shortcomings, Assassin's Creed Mirage completes its mission of being a love letter to the earliest days of the franchise. And the reviewer in that actual Game Rant review concluded that Assassin's Creed Mirage is a game of compromise. Some things fall behind for others to soar. Assassin's Creed Mirage feels more like a sequel to AC1 than a 2023 game, and if that's a compromise players are okay with, then they're going to have an absolute blast in the sandbox. AC Mirage is a love letter to these classic games, and luckily, the sheer freedom of its design makes sure its players are the ones who draft the letter. So you can see, it really comes down to expectations. IGN gave it an 8, you know, and and they they had high praise for it. They thought that the game was good. You're going to notice that all three of these outlets that felt like the game achieved what it set out to do, they all gave it the same score, an 8 or an 80%. That's basically the same score. So I think it means that even the people that are enjoying this game, they're saying that it's good. They're not saying that it is great. IGN called it a strong return to stealth and sand, and they concluded that Assassin's Creed Mirage back to basics approach is a successful first step in returning to the stealthy style that launched the series. So that should give you a really good picture of whether or not you're going to enjoy this game or not. It really comes down to expectations. I can't stress it enough. If you think this is just a retreat from Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla, they went way further than that. If you were hoping to see things pulled from Unity or Syndicate or Black Flag, that's not here. This is basically, as we just read, a sequel to the first Assassin's Creed. Now, I want to discuss valid and invalid criticisms. Okay, first, I think it's safe to say there are valid criticisms in the reviews that we read. I don't want to act like I'm dismissing the people that are giving it lower scores and being like, oh, well, you just expected it to be more like Unity. And because you didn't get that, you, you know, you gotta, you gave it a bad score. Clunky and unpolished parkour, you can't really defend that and be like, well, that's how it was in the old games. If you want to return to form, that's totally fine, but it should flow well and it should play well. So if people feel like the parkour is clunky and unenjoyable, I think that's a valid criticism. They're not saying that, oh, I wanted everything from these other games. Some of the reviews were saying that it just felt like it wasn't polished, like the animations weren't quite functioning properly. A game needs to feel good, even if it's a more stripped-down approach. Also, the criticism that the story is bad, that the characters and the writing are bad. A lot of the reviews have taken issue with that. Now, while that's completely subjective, I would say that the early AC games are memorable and even celebrated precisely because they have great stories and characters. And since the consistent criticism is that the story in this game is sort of flat, bland, and uninteresting, it's safe to say that this story is not one of the strong suits of the game. 
the complaints about combat also from where I sit there's a mixture of valid and invalid criticisms here right if they're criticizing the clunky animations glitches maybe it's awkward and not working properly that's completely legitimate combat being less effective or weaker or not a great option that's not a valid criticism that's how the old games were you weren't you weren't able to like lean on your sword and be like whoops got discovered time to sword fight 15 people at the same time i think the combat is getting a mixed bag of response But I do want to push back on some notions that we're seeing about the formula not evolving enough. Now, initially, I thought that's what Skillup was arguing when I saw his tweet. Sort of saying that the, you know, the formula hadn't evolved enough. And I'm like, that wasn't the point of this game. It wasn't the point was not to evolve uh, the game. And then, and then I watched his review. And actually, what he says is, is that they should have evolved within the formula. Like, take the formula, do it, but do it really well. Take elements of things from the old games and iterate on them. He wasn't necessarily asking them to not do the old formula. But there are people I'm seeing that are basically saying that they didn't want the old formula to stay true to itself. They wanted to evolve it. They wanted it to change. They wanted it to alter. Skillup seemed to be more arguing that it should be refined and improved, not dramatically changed. He wanted it to essentially be the best version of AC 1 and 2 in the games of old. But there are folks that wanted the formula to evolve, to change, and I don't think that's a valid gripe because the developers made crystal clear that was not the aim of this game. So I think the challenge for the consumer is wading through what's a valid complaint and what is not. And AC Mirage is a unique game in a lot of respects. It's only $50. They build it as a return to form, as a love letter for people who like the old AC games. So expectations and the backdrop of how this game is judged, it's quite varied. Folks are invoking AC Unity. That had me puzzled. I was like, why are people doing that? Why would you say, oh, it should have been more like AC Unity with, you know, the advancements in the parkour, or there should have been better elements of combat or whatever. I was expecting this game to be Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, that era, not any of the later installments. But I think many people expected this just to sort of dial back from the bigness and the bloatedness of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Now, those could be later Assassin's Creed fans, right? They heard, oh, there's going to be a smaller map. It's going to be more stealth-focused. And I don't think they thought the dial would be tuned so far back in the timeline. I think that's actually a fair mistake to make. But it means that you may not want to buy this game. Or it could mean this is exactly the game that you had hoped for. So that leads to my final section. I tried to tell you, it was my worry about this game, was that people would get about halfway through it and say, yep, I I know why we left this format behind. Even Skillup's review kind of touched on that. It just gets repetitious. It's just very samey all the way throughout. And it's like, yeah, that's how the old games were. You weren't constantly having new moves to try and new action-oriented things to do. It was very much a formulaic Enterprise, And I think that's totally fine. That's basically what they set out to do. To a certain extent, I think a lot of the negative reviews are falling in this camp. They're sort of ignoring, like, let's just ignore the fact that there is some bugs or some lack of polish. 
those are legitimate let's let's not consider that in his review he starts citing games where they take a mechanic that's why portals there they take a mechanic and they evolve it over time and they use it in different ways and he was sort of showcasing how in mirage that doesn't happen right and again i just i don't think that that is necessarily what they set out to do they wanted this to feel like the games of old i think in their defense it seems like from the surface the game is a bit much of a copy paste there's not a lot of refinement. I think that's where some of the negative reviews are getting it right. But the reason I think my warnings are still largely on target is because folks wanting a return to classic Assassin's Creed, they seem to be the ones that are the most happy. Like, eights and and fours out of five, I know that's not a glowing score, but that's still a good score. That's not bad. I also think the scores and the reception of AC Mirage... I think it largely proves me right in one regard. The Assassin's Creed franchise was right to evolve itself. AC Mirage is scoring and trending lower than Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Now, some of this could be attributed to the the palette and the preferences of gamers changing. It could also be related to the game's apparent lack of polish, but I always maintained that Assassin's Creed Origins is my favorite because not only is it a great game and it's really enjoyable, I love the protagonist. I like that Skill Up said like Bayek is like one of the one of the most favorite of the group. He's got such a great story because he's my favorite. It's my favorite Assassin's Creed. But I also liked Origins because it felt like it was what the franchise needed. A soft reboot, an evolutionary step that allowed the game to grow beyond a format that had grown tired. And I don't intend my opinion to be a dismissal of what you may enjoy. I totally understand longtime fans being frustrated by the story getting somewhat jettisoned and retconned. I get that. You were invested in the Assassin's Creed story and the animus and the backstory, and a lot of that has sort of taken a back seat i get being frustrated by that but also the move away from being such a stealth focused game and being a game more about action and combat like i get it that was a big departure i understand you not enjoying the departure my contention has been that the departure was necessary not necessarily that you should enjoy it but they needed to make a change even if you don't enjoy the big changes in Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, it's what a franchise that's over 15 years old needed to do. But the good news is, if you don't agree with me, Assassin's Creed Mirage stands ready and waiting with open arms to take you on a journey, not just to the past in history itself, but to the past of the AC games as a franchise. But don't be surprised if when you get there, it isn't exactly what that you hoped it would be. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions here. All of the reviews that you're going to find, right, they're subjective, okay? They're going to be influenced by expectations. They're going to be influenced by what folks hoped to get out of a game. And that's always something that's sort of pre-baked into a person's brain. If you expect a bunch of focus on dialogue and choices, and then a game is just mostly action-oriented, well, that's going to affect your experience and your score. But when a game does a very consistent and good job of establishing what a game offers, expectations should be shaped by that. Some, not all, of the criticisms for AC Mirage seem to land in the category of I expected Assassin's Creed before Origins, okay? The game decided to be more of an Assassin's Creed 1 through 3 tribute. 
it, it makes sense why folks are disappointed and expected more. That's kind of my diagnosis of what's going on. Some of the reviews that were more critical of the combat and of the parkour and seemingly wanted to see more of an evolution, I think they expected that. They sort of imagine Assassin's Creed in two phases. There's phase one, which they consider to be the greatest, AC1 all the way to like Unity, And then they look at Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla as this second chapter, this big departure. They thought we were just going back to phase one. And the developers were like, no, 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 we're going back further than that. And I think that's where the divide is forming. The second thing I want to say is franchises that have been around as long as Assassin's Creed, I think they face similar problems. If you change too much, well, you get accused of not being the same game anymore. If you don't change enough, well, then you're just boring and safe. And this is just another Assassin's Creed game, right? This is one of those rare times where the developer openly admitted that their goal was to not really change, but to go back. And I think in many ways, AC Mirage confirms what many of us have been saying. The franchise needed to evolve. But that doesn't mean a trip back in time is not worth taking. I still think there's a game from the surface here that looks like a worthy endeavor for fans of Assassin's Creed. Just know what you're signing up for. You're signing up for basically the first couple of games with a little bit of that shine of the modern game development world. My conclusion is this, AC Mirage will likely further and continue the long-standing debate about Assassin's Creed games. What makes an Assassin's Creed game an Assassin's Creed game, right? Is it the stealth? Is it the story? Is it the historical accuracy and the historical tourism? Or does it need action? Does it need combat? Do we need a large open world, right? If anything, AC Mirage cements that there are very different approaches to these games. And maybe this game will do well. Maybe it'll do well enough to warrant sort of a branching approach going forward. You'll have the classic approach, and then you'll have the more modern approach. For now, classic fans of AC, I think you've got something good to dive into. Doesn't seem like it's blowing the doors off. It doesn't seem insanely excellent or top shelf, but a good game. A good love letter to the classic Assassin's Creed games. Well, to everybody else, I tried to tell you this game would not be what you wanted, which means you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for something like Assassin's Creed Red and hope that it can deliver what you want. And that's the show open... Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Make sure you're going through all of your morning rituals. Smash the like button. We greatly appreciate you guys contributing every day to the channel with your viewership, with your lurk, uh, and with your likes. All of those things help us out. Let's get the daily goal on screen. And we got this fancy thing that I was using for my Lego videos. And we can now make sure you know we have two flavors of coffee, not just one. We have a dark roast and a light roast so make sure and get those orders in you can go to reforgeroast.com both light and dark feature balanced acidity if you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity before check it out it is extremely smooth no bitterness and I am wearing they printed this special for me because I like this one so much ec77.co did this shirt for me and it's, it's David standing over Goliath with his sword, and it says adapt and overcome, and it's just kind of a vibe, so I love it, and so I actually had this one printed specially for me. You can get this shirt on their site, but they'll throw it on the back, and then the Wolves logo is like up in the corner, so make sure and check that out. Use my code over there. Let me make sure and thank some people if anything came through during the opening. Hayden 
Capaletti did a brand new membership. That's actually the first member. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you, Hayden. And then DK Baker comes in with a gifted member. Starting the day off right. Thank you guys so, so much for doing that and for supporting the stream directly. We appreciate you so, so much. I'm curious what you guys think about this because this one is... This one's an interesting one to me. They literally told folks what they were going to do, and people thought that we were going to get things from unity i was like why are people invoking unity and then it like clicked for me thank you steven yarnell another brand new member bumping the member goal every 25 i give five members so even when you just become a member you help pay it forward anytime you do a membership here on your own or gift a membership that pushes that line forward every 25 i give five back to the community cat is in the house always good to see you cat 31 months in a vip but it just kind of clicked for me, right? And I was like, I get what people are doing. They heard that this wasn't going to be a big open world, you know, action-oriented game. It was going to be more stealth-oriented. It was going to be more stripped down. And I think what they thought was, oh, perfect. This is going to be a step back from Origins and from Odyssey and from Valhalla. And I think when they did that, okay, their expectations were, well, there's really good things from Unity, there's really good things from Syndicate and Black Flag, and none of those things are in this game. And it's like, well, you you maybe weren't accurate in your expectations. I can understand why somebody feels that way or thinks that way. Like, I don't necessarily want to beat anybody up about that, right? I don't want to beat anybody up about that. But it's like... I think the rest of us thought this was going to be like AC1, AC2, not Unity. Do you see what I'm saying? I kind of ended my monologue with that. Andrew says, I would have thought Lono would do a vid today on how horrible Forza looks, even with a little ray tracing in it. I, I don't really cover stuff like that. I'm not like a graphical comparison guy, and I'm also not a, a car game guy. And I also just don't feel like taking, it's just such an easy shot to take at Xbox right now. Um, there's a larger discussion I want to have, and I believe the Forza conversation would support that, but we'll do that at a later date. Where can I see the Lego videos? Look up the Brick Abbey. We're getting ready to restart the Brick Abbey, and I'm going to be doing videos with my kiddos. You won't be able to see them, but you'll be able to hear them and see their hands. We want to we want to rejuvenate the Brick Abbey, and I think that's how we're going to do it. So I'm excited to get back into that. We just have to carve out some time uh, to do it. be honest unity had the best parkour that's exactly what a handful of the reviews said they said i don't know why you didn't do the parkour like unity and it's like because they weren't planning on doing anything that was that far in the life of the game does that make sense they weren't planning on that and i think when people heard love letter to the classic assassin's creed you know what they thought they thought everything before origins and what the devs were actually saying is No, when we say love letter to the classic style, we mean like the first couple of games. Does that make sense? And that's where the divide is. And I think that's why everybody is not necessarily right or wrong, but I definitely think some people had the wrong expectations. Like their expectations were not aligned with the goals of the developer. 
Silent Merc with seven months says the game was exactly what was promised and as a fan I've got six hours in the game's fantastic I will be playing Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay today so make sure you guys are here for that thank you guys so much for a strong turnout already we're only 30 minutes in to the broadcast make sure you take a second to smash like uh, we had something going on with the like button yesterday like I don't think it was like people literally couldn't press it it happened in a member stream the other day so let's hit 200 likes really fast today that will definitely help us out Frey Cram with a three month re-up says we mustn't stray from the sacred text the Metacritic score is the objective definitive opinion I'm a parrot and I do not have my own opinion okay <laughs> we actually have a trash parrot uh, logo I'm sorry emoji not logo yo Thanaros with a $5 super chat tip says how does it feel how do you feel about the modern day storyline? Hated it, missed missed it. I have not played the game. The consensus seems to be, okay, the consensus seems to be that the story is not good. The story is not strong. Even the people that like it aren't really giving the story high marks. I'm not. I'm not seeing evidence of that. I'm seeing more evidence of. You know, the, the, the story kind of does its job. We, I'm, not seeing, I'm not seeing lots of high praise uh, for the story. I'm hearing that the right everybody's sort of saying that the writing is flat and bland. Uh, the voice acting is flat and bland. The characters are not that interesting. That seems to be a very, very consistent theme in the feedback. So, the combat's good, but as I said, the story falls flat. The maps are way too big. I think it looks great, says uh, Hadigan. There are aspects that Forza... Oh, I don't want to talk about Forza. That's not the topic today. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing this, but I have so much in the backlog, I'll wait till it's discounted down the line. Do you post LEGO videos? I do. I, I, I answered you. Maybe you didn't hear. I, I think we have a LEGO command. It's a channel... There's a channel on YouTube called The Brick Abbey. That's my channel. It has not gotten content in a really long time, but if you guys want to sub to The Brick Abbey and start consuming the content, we're going to start putting content over there. I'm going to include my kiddos. It's the only way we're going to make content for that that channel. Eugene says, Poor execution seems to be a theme, but people wrap up the formula with that unfairly. This is why I think SkillUp's review is on point, because what SkillUp says is, He basically says, I'm a fan of the old formula. This is a disservice to the old formula. He said, because you could have made a really great old formula Assassin's Creed game, and that's not what this is, right? His frustration is, I wanted the old formula, and this game doesn't do a great job with the old formula, right? I mean, that's, again, that's obviously his opinion, and, and you have to go... You have to take that with a grain of salt because there are other people saying, well, no, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But his tweet didn't do the greatest job summarizing his actual opinion. His opinion was within the old formula, you guys could have refined things, improved things. Yes, he used the word evolve, but I don't think he wanted it to to change. It's like, go back and do the old formula and make sure every aspect of it is a 10. And so his frustration was actually, as a fan of the old formula, he didn't feel like he got a great game. He got like a middling game that actually is going to make people think, well, the old formula sucks. Does that make sense? Ubisoft definitely should have released this as absolutely worst time, should have released it in November. I think at the price point and getting ahead of October was actually a really good decision. That's my personal opinion. Not everybody's spent all their money yet. Does that make sense? 
people only spend so much money on gaming, okay? So you get out ahead of all of that spending, and it's only $50. So many people are going to look at that and be able to justify buying it. Especially because Assassin's Creed is a very, very popular franchise. It's so iconic. You see it in the storefront, and you're going to go, 50 bucks? I'll check that out. Does that make sense? Steven Yarnell says, I felt insulted when Ivor declined invite to the Hidden Ones. It really shows you that the Hidden Blade was just there to be another connection to the Assassin's Creed series. Right. And I left room for that in the show open. I said, listen, I know there's lots of people who are frustrated by Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, this big departure. They almost retcon, you know, the the, the, the classic... Assassin's Creed games, stories, and canon. They kind of just shove all that off a cliff, and they're like, yeah, we don't need any of that. So I understand people's frustrations with that. I, 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 I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just didn't value it as much, so I'm totally fine with them doing it. I'm like, no, I love, I love the new games. I wish I had more time for Odyssey and Valhalla. I know I would have loved them. I just don't have enough time. I'm way too busy. I remember I had to go back and like I made myself go back and beat Origins and I was so glad that I did. If it wasn't kind of needing a third person action game cleanse before Spider-Man, this would have been a perfect pickup prior to it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eugene was just playing um, Jedi Survivor and he wants to kind of cleanse that third party action game from his palate and AC Mirage wouldn't do that. It would add, you know, it would add to the I'm getting tired of running around and climbing stuff, you know. Zubair says, it's like buying a cheap, crappy Android phone and blaming Android for it being crap, uh, cheap and crappy. <laughs> Somebody says here, skill up is right, it's the truth, but it's still a great game, it just needs a lot of work. Right, and I tried to create a dividing line between valid criticisms and invalid criticisms because I do think there are people that are basically saying, like, here, here's an invalid criticism, okay? The people that are saying... Well, the parkour, they should have pulled from Unity. I don't think that's a valid criticism. They made it crystal clear they weren't doing that. They made it very clear they were going back to the days of old. And Unity is not... (laughs) Unity's not one of the old titles, right? It's obviously older than the titles out now. But I would say, no, that's not a valid criticism. A valid criticism would be... The animations or the movements clunky. It doesn't feel polished. There are bugs. Okay, that's all valid. That the, the game should feel good within what they decided to build. But even that, there was differences of opinion. As negative and as critical as, as Skill Up was, he said this was the smoothest feeling Assassin's Creed game he had played. Or maybe he didn't say Assassin's Creed game. He had, let me just paraphrase, paraphrase. I don't want to misquote him. He basically had high praise for the smoothness of the game and the movement. He didn't have complaints about that. Within a negative review, he said that those were that was actually one of the positives. Javier Cotto says, I beat all the Assassin's Creed games, and I'm playing Mirage right now, and it feels good to me. Def Money says, bringing the old formula wasn't bad. Ubisoft just didn't expand. They treated it like actually was a Valhalla expansion instead of a fresh experience of the old formula. Yeah, Skill Up touched on that in his review. He touched on the idea that you can tell this was originally like a DLC because he says there's just something very flat and thin about it. And I think that's one of the reasons maybe there are some valid criticisms about the story and about the voice acting and the writing. It's like, well, it's a good thing you only charge 50 bucks for this. It doesn't feel 
like a robust substantive offering, which I think the price point's going to help them. Personally. So let's ignore the review outlets for a second. Let's just consider the general population. I think the general population is going to be thrilled. They're going to spend $50 and they're going to play a classic Assassin's Creed game. And they're not going to feel like they've, you know, they made a mistake or they didn't get their money's worth. Now, if this was $70, I don't think it would fare well with the with the with the public at all. I think the public would be ruthless. They'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, it's a glorified DLC and you charge me $70 for it. Well, now it's like there are DLCs that cost thirty and forty dollars. This isn't. This is ten bucks more. This is fifty dollars. This is ten more. There are DLCs that are forty bucks, right? So to me, it's like okay, that 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 makes it legitimate in my mind. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it it basically is a beefier DLC. It was fifty bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, sounds right to me. You get a you get a whole new area, whole new map, whole new story, whole new cast of characters. You know, it wasn't even sixty. Like, it's not like they just marked it down from the seventy. You know, they're they're selling it for, you know, um, what what you would call a glorified DLC price point. So I think again, it, it's a matter of expectations. Not a full release. I'm not sure how people are missing that. Yeah, it's more like you know Miles Morales or something. You know, or like the lot. You know, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Although those would probably be arguably, you know, I think in some respects bigger in in some respects but maybe not i don't know i don't know how big the map is in this game they nobody really touched on that eugene says is this a convo we're going to have every assassin's creed game going formula formula versus i'm sorry going forward formula versus execution especially if this one does well enough to continue making this style I'll be checking it out. Yes, my second stream today, we will be playing AC Mirage. And that's always where I gift members for the goals that we set. So every 25, I give five members back. Now, I don't think we're not going to have a debrief today. My parents are also getting into town today. So I'm going to be kind of in a hurry to get through the writer's room. So that's a great reason to be a member plus. You get you get a part of those, those writer's room whenever we do them. Writer's room basically happens every day because I have to plan the next day. Uh, Sven says the automatic dismissal of this game and calling it mid because you didn't pay attention to what the game was actually going to be that's on you and not an indicator of the game's quality yeah I agree with Sven I think there there are there are people who are basically self-reporting right there are people who are self-reporting like you didn't pay attention to the marketing bro <laughs> and and that's and and, and that's kind of on you to be fair you, you know you're like well i wanted it to have the parkour of unity and you know the creativity of black flag or, or whatever you know and it's like well that man the, you are not you were not paying attention to the marketing hey somebody ordered some coffee Ragin or i'm sorry Rigen 87 orders Three bags of the dark roast. Thank you so much, Raijin. And little pop out for you here. That's the light roast that we brought back. That's the flavor profile. You can go to reforgeroast.com and you can see all the flavor, the flavor profiles of both the dark and the light roast. So if it's only half a game at half price, maybe let's not compare it to the original parts. Well, but here's the thing though. This is what happened. <laughs> I want to. I, I, t- I really, really want to be fair here. All right, I, I really want to be fair. I think when people heard we're going back to a more stripped-down game, we're going back to you know one location, smaller map, 
I'm telling you, people heard that and they thought, oh, we're going to leave behind Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. We're going to go back to the early phase of Assassin's Creed. And so they're thinking Unity. They're thinking Black Flag and Syndicate. And they're, you know, they're, they're thinking about those games. Now, the rest of us were a little bit more tuned in to the marketing. We were like, this is going to be like Assassin's Creed, you know, 1-2 Brotherhood, that era. And I think that era is very different. It doesn't quite focus on the same things. That it doesn't focus on the same things that the, that the newer games focus on. So, again, I think there's there's a handful of, there's like a spectrum of Assassin's Creed fans I would consider myself to be the more malleable fan. And what I mean by that is I've enjoyed all of them for different reasons. You know, I never played Unity, which I feel like I really missed out there because everybody says like after they fixed the bugs and the glitches, Unity got so much better. I skipped right over it. At the time, I was primarily playing and covering Destiny and Unity was so glitchy. I was like, I don't want to play it. But like I've played AC1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, Black Flag, I liked Syndicate. I thought Syndicate was cool. And then, what was the other one that I liked? Maybe I'm forg- Is there one that I'm forgetting? I don't think there's one that I'm forgetting. I don't think so. And then, there was one with PvP that I played with my friends a bunch. And I don't really remember what that one was called. But it was funny for like, a, for like an afternoon. Um, and then, when Origins came out, I was like, this is it. it this, is, this is the new era. So, I'm more malleable. Like, I've just kind of gone with the flow. Like, when a game comes out... It's like, man, let me play it. It's newer. It's different. I love it. I never got invested in the backstory, the animus, the the scenes and stuff outside of combat and stuff where you're like walking around office buildings. And I never got invested in that. So I think that made me a little bit more malleable and a little bit more moldable. No, I never played Unity. I think that's it. I think that's my experience. Is AC 1-2, Brotherhood, Revelations, Black Flag, Syndicate, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Now, Odyssey and Valhalla, I loved. I just didn't have time for them. They, they, they would demand so much of my time. Around the time some of these games came out, like I had, I had newborn babies in my home. It's like my life didn't allow for me to sit around and play video games. I was either working or, you know, dealing with family stuff. So it's like, there are times in your life where you're just like, there, I, there's no way I can play this game. I've, I always wish that I could have gone uh, the distance with Odyssey and Valhalla, but seasons of life sometimes dictate what you can do. And so I think I'm on that spectrum of like, I'm way down here. I'm more malleable. Then I think there are people who like both, but they have a strong preference of the before times. Does that make sense? I think there are fans who are like, you know what? I like the new ones. No, I did not play AC3. I didn't. I heard it wasn't good, and so I just avoided it. I remember, I think I had it in the shrink wrap, and my friend was like, don't, it's bad, don't. And we were enjoying, all, the two of us were replaying all the games, and for whatever reason, he, he, he convinced me not to play it. And there was something else that came out at the time. Maybe it was... Maybe it was Borderlands or something. I forget. Something came out at the time, and he was like, let's play this instead. And that's just what I did. I, I think I took it back to the store in the shrink wrap and, and exchanged it. So I, I, like, I think there's the people like me that like I just like them all. There are people that like both but have a very, very strong preference for, for, the, for the earlier times. 
then there are the people that think the earliest of games are the best they think the newest games are abominations they're like no those are not assassin's creed games you see the spectrum here you know what's good hilly what's good woolly i had a gut feeling about this game from the footage it's valhalla roots are too apparent on a side note i think they missed a trick with not having an ancient babylon ac game unity still the goat so funny how that's the, that's the uh, that's the theme now phantom liberty hit 3 million wait what 3 million what 3 million players like concurrent or sales like i i'm loving it i played some more last night it's so good <laughs> it's i can't believe it it's such a turnaround it's unbelievable yo what's good melrose mike yeah i skipped ac3 ac3 got a bad rap the final chase in ac3 broke me unity's next gen in my opinion it's a masterpiece all I remembered about Unity was that it had so many glitches. Oh, they had 3 million units sold? Good golly! 3 million? In the first week? That's what Final Fantasy 16 got! That's a DLC. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's impressive. I want to beat Phantom Liberty so I can do like a, an entire show about how that turned the entire game around for me. It's just unbelievable what that what that game. I'm I'm in shock and disbelief. I really am. We can't talk about that though right now. We can't. We cannot do that. The range of opinions on the Assassin's Creed series is enormous. There are as many opinions as there are people. Right. Well, what I was saying is is that the people that are like. The new games are an abomination. I actually didn't say my position accurately enough. I'm not just malleable. I prefer the newer ones. I do. I mean, I'll be the guy that says the sacrilege. I know Assassin's Creed fans, what I'm saying is absolutely sacrilege, but it's like, I think Origins is the best Assassin's Creed game. I think Bayek's the best protagonist. Uh, I think the franchise needed to evolve. I think the proof is in the pudding. The commercial success and the reviews of the three newest games compared to, you know, the past, I, I think it proves that they needed to. I don't think they could have stayed where they were. I don't. AC Unity deserves way more love and recognition, says Wooly. Search it up on YouTube. It's the order scenario. A load of hate for a game retrospectively loved. Well, I've had many Assassin's Creed fans tell me that. They say, hey, 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 you put some respect on Unity's name. They fixed it, and it's so much better. I I just, it's, okay. (laughs) I missed out on the go back. Like, I went back to Cyberpunk numerous times. I went back to Origins, because I remember thinking I loved it so much. It, this is the thing that's, that's hard about my history as a gamer, is I was a Destiny content creator for five years. So for half of a decade, so many games, just I couldn't afford to give them much of my time. And it's kind of a shame. I don't have a lot of, I don't really, I don't really do the whole regret thing, like looking back and being like, I wish I would have done that differently. I don't really do that. That is one thing I, I look back on and think, don't let a game do that to you. Don't let a game silo you up so that you skip out on other great experiences. Now, a lot of it was because I was a content creator and I was streaming eight hours a day. 
one game all day, right? Because that was how you made money on, on the purple platform. That still is how you make money on the purple platform. Um, So, you know, don't let a game do that to you. I missed out on so many games back then. I really did. Like, I look back and think, I'm glad I forced myself to play God of War and Spider-Man. I'm glad I forced myself to play Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild, right? I'm glad that I forced myself to do that because... You know, I missed out on a lot of games back then. Yeah, Witcher 3 was a game I just couldn't give time to and I wanted to, you know. Witcher 3 is one of the greatest games I've never played, you know. And I didn't finish. I know I'm fairly confident that I did not finish Syndicate. I remember enjoying Syndicate. I thought Syndicate was very cool. I thought the feel of it and the vibe of it, right? I was the same way with World of Warcraft, playing it so heavily on and off. I just kind of skipped years of good games but have been catching up. Yeah, if you don't mind going back, I have a really hard time playing old games. It's just, it's my own personal preference, you know? It's like, there are people that love to go back and play old games, and I have a mass amount of respect for that, but I'm just like, nah, bro, I'm, I, I hold that, I hold that pretty openly. I can't do it. My, my preferences have just changed, they've just changed, you know? Witcher 3 is so incredible. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm well aware. I've seen the footage. I I know what happens, you know. (laughs) Guys, we're almost an hour into the broadcast, man. We usually do a couple hours of a live talk show, and then we switch to something else. The second segment today will be me playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. I want to know what you think. Do me a favor. Take a second. Hit that like button. Make sure you've hit that like button for the morning, especially you lurkers. Take a second to chime in in the chat. Let us know what you think. If you want to talk in my chat, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. Subscribing is totally free, but we do have paid memberships. If you want to opt in, you can hit join. You get into extra content. Or if you can't, that's totally fine. It still supports the channel when you watch, like, and chat. And then that increases your likelihood of getting a gifted membership. I'm constantly gifting members as well as the community Every 25 new members, I give five back. So stick around. You might get one. The only thing in person that can stop me from playing the game is my wife or my daughter. Well, that those are pretty strong forces uh, to keep you from doing something. The success of new games is to be expected. AC turned into COD. People buy these games not because they're great, but because it's AC. I don't agree with that take, Mr. Bob. I don't think that, I don't think that Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla succeeded just because people buy AC. I'll be honest with you. I think they won new fans. I think they earned new fans with Origins and with Odyssey. I'm dead serious. I think there were new people that were like, bro, these games are sick because it it hit that open world action RPG chord. Gifted member from Zachary Guy. Thank you so much for members one away from a nice 5 out of 25 layup. See if anybody wants to drop the big bombs, but don't be intimidated by those big bombs. Those single gifteds help out a ton. Thank you very much. I mean, Minecraft is one, if not best-selling game ever. It doesn't mean it's the best game. I don't think anybody's drawing that connection. I didn't say that because of the commercial success, I didn't say that makes them better. That wasn't a logical connection that I made. I like I, I made a lot of connections, but that wasn't one of them. What I was saying is the commercial success, I think, proves that evolving the franchise was the right choice. That doesn't mean the games are better. I'm not making like a qualitative 
like judgment like well because they sold a bunch of copies of origins origins is automatically better than like brotherhood well no 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 I'm not doing that. That's a non sequitur. Those things are not logically connected. One doesn't logically lead to the other. I'm not drawing that connection. What I'm saying is the commercial success, the growth, the popularity, even the review scores of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, to me, demonstrates they made the right choice. Evolving the franchise was necessary. I think if they would have stayed, you know, in their in their sort of lane. I think that I think it would have eventually just kind of burned out. People would have been like, it's just another Assassin's Creed game. Does that make sense? I think there's only so much you can do with like the historical tourism and the animus and the backstory. I think they thought this is just too it's limiting what we can do. We're we're too constrained by this. We gotta kinda set ourselves free here. So Origin serves as a soft reboot, not just to the style of Assassin's Creed. But they soft reboot the story, and I, I, I support it. Now I, I understand why other people don't. I'm not trying to like dismiss you. I think you're well within your right to be like, man, I loved Assassin's Creed up until that point, and then they just kind of spit the spit the story out and said, no, we're not really doing that anymore. We're gonna we're gonna move beyond this. You got four hours into Mirage. The parkour is better than Unity. There are mixed responses to the parkour. Skillup thought it was the smoothest like game in this sort of style. He thought it was like the smoothest one he had played or one of the smoothest. He was saying that it was smooth and I was like everybody else is saying it's pretty clunky and pretty bad. So, I'm not sure why there's a divide there. Usually if if parkour is bad, everybody's saying it's bad, you know, because you're getting stuck on stuff, you're getting snagged on stuff, your your animations don't flow well, things like that. Kaiser Soze says, I'm sorry, but the old way of Assassin's Creed needed to be left behind. There's only so much stealth you can do. They made the absolute correct choice to move in a different direction. Any game series released at this frequency will need changes sooner or later, says Raging Snake. I think that's fundamentally my position, is that when you've been out as long as they have and you've released at the cadence that they've had, you absolutely, you absolutely have to change. You cannot stay the same. And long-standing franchises always face this. Always. It's not suddenly a new problem. It's not even a problem unique to Assassin's Creed. Any franchise that has been out for a really, really long time, that is going to be the thing that you face. Is if you evolve too much, everyone says, you didn't stay true to your roots. This is, this is Assassin's Creed in name only, right? You've lost your soul. If you don't change at all, people are like, it's boring, it's safe, it's too samey, it's, it's just another Assassin's Creed game. Like, you're always going to face this with long-standing franchises. Ubisoft just added Denuvo to Assassin's Creed Mirage via a day one patch a few, minute, a few minutes ago after all their major reviews went online. Oh, come on. Really? Why would they? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. That feels really, really manipulative. So they get a bunch of positive reviews. People played this game. Skill Up was playing it on a PC. And he didn't have any of that. <laughs> he didn't have Denuvo. So his review is based on a version of the game that the public can't buy. 
that's ridiculous that's absolutely indefensible that that's there there's an element to that that's unethical there's an element to that that's unethical you have a bunch of people out there right now reading reviews and consuming reviews that's not even fair to skill up that's not fair to anybody that reviewed the pc version of the game because people are going to come back around and say hey wait a minute you review this game you didn't talk about any of the bugs or any of the glitches and they're like yeah i didn't play that version i played a version without that drm crap jammed in it and i didn't have any of those problems performance in games goes down upwards of like what did the one report say Sometimes it diminishes performance by like 40% or something. Not always that extreme, but like in the most extreme cases, Denuvo can absolutely tank a game's performance. So that means you now have reviews out there in the public not representative of the product, making those review outlets look dishonest when they're not the ones that were dishonest. Ubisoft was. That's unbelievable. I... <laughs> Like, I get that, I get that piracy is a problem, but how have we not come up with a better way? How, how have we not come up with a better way? Don't they get around Denuvo rather quickly most times anyway? I think what's it slow them down? If it, it, it slows them down for like a couple of weeks, I think. I thought I saw a report that said it only needs to work for about 28 days. I was seeing reports of bad PC performance yesterday. Skillup reported about these hitches that he got, and he had some bugs, but he overall was like, performance was fine. Like, his overall performance wasn't an issue. That's the problem with Denuvo. Denuvo affects performance typically, like, all the time. Yo, train with 31 months in a VIP. I loved Assassin's Creed Day. Glad to be able to support. Bring back Brotherhood-style game. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, train. I'll tell you what I want in Assassin's Creed is I want a co-op game. That's what I want. I want a co-op game. That'd be so awesome. You know, and Assassin's Creed Red might give us that. You could have like one be the samurai and one be the ninja, but you know, because there's rumors about two playable characters. You know, that'd be pretty awesome. Because you could be working in tandem. One of you's in the shadows, one of you's out there with a sword, you know, a katana dueling and stuff, as opposed to just two people that are sort of identical you'd have two very different play styles you're imagining future Nintendo games will get Denuvo no all the years of people stealing Nintendo games they've never done that I don't think so Unity had fun co-op wait like what kind? Is it like little offshoot things or is it full game full game two players? Full game two players or is it like little offshoot things? Like I said, I skipped Unity at the time I was I was deep into Destiny and Unity was so buggy I just skipped it. I never I never went back to it. What is there a version of that game that like runs how's it run on like a next gen console? Unity is sort of a co op game. What sucks is that I don't know how many players are on. Huh. Unity on a Friday with Madam. If we have to set up two systems, it's really, really... Unity's co-op was missions. That's not what I'm talking about. That, see? That's why. 
That's why the first question I asked was, is it full co-op or just like missions? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, brother. Why am I being wished a happy birthday? What's, what is what is J-Dub doing? Happy birthday, brother. What's the problem with Microsoft games in relation to artificial intelligence? What is this? Why? I'm trying to do a stream, bro. I'm trying to stream, Jay. Stream any frick. You know? This is what he pinged you on. <laughs> I gave him grief the one day. I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm typing up my monologue. And I got J-Dub at me on Twitter. Like, more bad news from Xbox. It's like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take a moratorium from criticizing that platform. You know? Everybody's losing their dadgum minds. <laughs> the OG Assassin's Creed was also supposed to be co-op. Imagine. Oh, be so good. It'd be so good. It's not my birthday. Funny enough, my birthday is like a month away. It's November the 9th. My son's is this week. But, yeah. <laughs> not mine. No co-op needed. Give me a rich RPG with sweet mechanics. Like Black Flag and Origins. Completely random. What's on your shirt? This is from uh, a, a t-shirt company that we're working with right now. And I'd love to see you guys really support them. I think their stuff is awesome. They have more than just graphic tees. It's, uh, that's David standing over Goliath getting ready to chop off his head. And it says adapt and overcome. A lot of people don't know that David didn't kill Goliath with a stone. He stunned him with a stone. And then he chopped off his head with Goliath's own sword. Like... As, as everything I've been through in a man of shorter stature, I, uh, I really try, I really try to embody that energy. <laughs> I really try to embody that energy, right? Adapt and overcome David versus Goliath, you know, chopped his head off with his own sword. So it, it's, it's a vibe that speaks to my, to, to my soul. <laughs> So, if you want to support this t-shirt company, it's ec77.co, ec77.co, and uh, you can use my code over there, code LONO, for 10% off. Your birthday is my daughter's birthday. My daughter's birthday is, like, right around the same time as mine, so. The murder? No, it's called justice. (laughs) There's a difference. Community note, never give Lono a sword. <laughs> That's right. I'm 5'6". Mirage feels like a mix between Origins set in one province and AC1. Okay, okay. I mean, I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Poor Goliath, he was just a contractor trying to make a living. <laughs> Some of y'all skip Sunday school and it shows. Right? Some of y'all slept in on Sunday and didn't go to Sunday school and it shows. You're like, murder is wrong. It's like, do you freaking know the story? (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Devil Shooter 126, dad. Okay, it's time, Lono. Are you ready? Ready for what? Yo, what's good, Abe? Lono's 5'6". Yeah. I'm not tall. Sunday school. What's Sunday school? 
Uh, we know you don't use swords. You still haven't gotten a claymore. <laughs> I try AC1, but very annoying controls. Well, there are there are criticisms of this. Uh, there are criticisms of Assassin's Creed Mirage, where the parkour isn't smooth and the combat's not good. So you know, just be just be aware of that, right? Guys, we're over an hour into the broadcast. Thanks so much for supporting the channel. If you've never been here before, it's a safe-for-work broadcast. A lot of people treat me sort of like a radio show. They sort of treat me like a podcast. So make sure and hit subscribe, hit the bell button. Uh, and do me a favor, hit the like button. We should we, we should have 300 likes by now. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. Smash it up. And uh, consider gifting a member. Every 25 members, I give five back. So it's a great way for you to get memberships. It's just to be here because the gifted memberships go to people who watch a lot. If you want to jump in as a member, you can do that on your own by clicking join. Lost Frames with nine months says, Happy Thursdays. At 9.29, Lono is coming. 9.40, he's here. 9.45. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) The the final frame. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm new here. What's with the coffee? Usually developers use coffee as a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. It's literally it's literally mine. Like I own it. It's in my house. Like my wife and kiddos ship it to you. We have a dark roast and a light roast. So this is property of Reforge uh, of my Reforge brand, Reforge company. So this we have it we have it uh roasted. It's ground. It's ground coffee. It's not whole bean. But we have it roasted and bagged and then shipped to me. And it's a tear it's a tear reseal bag. It's high-quality coffee. People in chat will tell you how good it is. If you've never tried coffee before with balanced acidity, you got to try it at least once, and then it'll probably convert you. Balanced acidity makes it super smooth, no bitterness. It's awesome. It's very good. I drink it every day. I'm drinking the light roast right now. My wife's uh, having the dark roast this morning. <clears throat> this guy says, Stealth is 100% possible, and it's better than ever. Uh, I have 300 hours. Uh, I think it's light years behind AC and I'm a Sucker Punch fan. Which game are you debating? Unity's Parkour, AC2 Origins Odyssey Story, Ghost of Tsushima, AC Brotherhood Combat, AC4 and Odyssey Exploration. That would be the perfect Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, the thing that the thing that I love about what Ghost of Tsushima brought to the genre was they brought like how do I want to phrase this? So, Assassin's Creed brought almost like Assassin's Creed brought almost a sanctimonious nature and a showmanship to stealth and taking somebody down like an assassination. And I feel like Ghost of Tsushima went in the other direction and they said, we're going to make the combat itself feel sanctimonious. So you have the duels, you have the different stances, you have you know, the the different enemies that you have to, like, uh, adapt to on the fly. They don't give you a rigid targeting system. It's more of a fluid targeting system. I didn't like it at first, but then I fell in love with it. The duels, especially in Tsushima, add this... There's this severity to what's happening. It's not you just fighting another person. There is something about it that feels very... Um... I don't even know the word to use. There's a gravitas to it. There's like this, oh my gosh, 
you know, there's this presentation. And I feel like Assassin's Creed brings that with the assassinations. Like when in the games of old, when you would finally take somebody down, you'd have this whole scene with them. So the 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 severity of it and the theater of it was actually after they were dead or they were, you know, about to die and you're like sitting above them and you would like drag the feather across their across their blood. And so that brought this cool element to Assassin's Creed. It was never really about the combat. So I could see why somebody looks at like an Origins or an Odyssey in a Valhalla and they're like, it's just kind of another action-adventure game, right? Patrick with the layup. What an easy score. He makes it look really pretty over there. Five out of 25. He's baiting a 20 bomb from one of the big boys. And the oof files hits two months of membership. I love your channel and everything you stand for, bro. You shoot from the hip and you pull no punches. Real stand-up guy, which the gaming community needs. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so th- that I think I could I could understand why somebody looks at Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla and they say there is no more gravitas. There's no more severity to what I'm doing. It just sort of feels like another action-adventure RPG where I'm going around a very big map and I'm getting in fights and I'm killing bosses. And that's kind of it. You, 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 pull, you pull some of the soul of the game out. Like, as an example, if, if there is, and I trust that there is, if there's a Ghost of Tsushima 2 and they take the duels out, even the thing where he's like, and he like holds his sword up and he like walks into a town and he does like a face off with somebody. Even that adds a level of theater to what's going on. You don't just go into the town and like quietly kill people or, you know, just face everybody head on. You literally can announce yourself. You're like, I'm here. And then you do this amazing cinematic face off you know you're just like standing there like this and the guy charges you and you're like kapwing and you just slice him it's awesome raven storm with a gifted member thank you so much for doing that taking us to six members on the day every 25 i get five you guys are inching us closer and closer to us uh, to to us hitting that sorry send your best warrior right i love tsushima the only game i tried to master the parry system I feel like the parry system is rather I don't I don't want to say gracious. I feel like it is it's very um fair. You don't feel like if you miss a parry, you know it's on you. You're never like uh cuz there are some games that are either so fast or the enemy itself is so fast that sometimes you're like I feel like I blocked that. But in Tsushima, you're like I know when I've made a mistake. They had this really cool thing in Ikishima with wooden swords. That was a really, really cool challenge. Like, you fought, like, very, like, everybody was a little bit different. Everybody had, like, a different fighting style. And so, I think in that, in that hemisphere of discussion and analyzation of games, I can really resonate and even sympathize and empathize with people that are like, I don't like Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey or Valhalla. Now, AC Mirage, again, is not just a retreat from that, it's a run back all the way to the original, like, first couple of games. Right? Another gifted member from Rissick. Thank you so much, Rissick. Taking us to seven on the day. Rissick is always here and being supportive of the channel. 
If Ubisoft wants to make the game focus on its combat and use some stealth, they should do what Ghost of Tsushima did and let the player play both stealth and loud in unique ways. I think I could agree with that. Like if so let's just take Assassin's Creed Red as a test subject. I would really like Assassin's Creed Red to flesh out both. And from what we're hearing, that's very possible because it sounds like you're going to be able to play as a samurai or a ninja, maybe both interchangeably. And obviously the ninja is going to be super stealthy and the samurai is going to be like, no, I'm honorable. I'm going to walk into town. I'm going to walk into the building and I'm going to face them head on. So that would then give you two very different ways to play. And the hope would be that they're both really fleshed out. You would want the samurai to feel really fleshed out with lots of skills and abilities and strengths and weaknesses, same as the ninja. Yo, what's good? Mark Miller. Guys, you gotta help us get Feed Needs a membership. I need everybody to rally right now. Just gift a single. Just gift a single member. Let's get Feed membership. Mark Miller, he lost his original account. He's watched me for years, and we always take care of him. We always make sure the Feed has a badge and has a membership. Help me out with that. It looks like AC next month. Oh, Nexus. Yeah, when does my MetaQuest 3 ship? Do we know when those are shipping? That was one of the reasons I got it, was for the Assassin's Creed game. That's not the only reason I got it, but that was one of the reasons. Ben says, or you could play the story from two perspectives, one from the samurai side and the other from the ninja side, allowing for replayability. If they do that, then it would have to be, it, it couldn't be a big open world, super long game. I can't, I can't have a 40, 40 hour long campaign that I got to play twice to get the full experience. Yo, Steven Yarnell says, I'll take that action. A 10 bomb. Speaking of samurai, there's Ishin. It's a 10 bomb train quintar comes in with another 10 bomb and then a single from john always and a single from abe that's 22 members unbelievable moving us all the way to 29 which means we can set our sights on the next milestone i already owe you five members now 50 is the next did we get mark miller did we get feed yet is he in the mix We've been trying to get him a membership for so long. I think the problem is he's competing against so many loyal viewers. I recognize so many of these names. Goodness freaking gracious. Yeah, I recognize, like, Gail Winforce has been here for such a long time. Dylan has been here for such a long time. Games for Eternity has watched for a really long time. This is, it's going to be so hard. Mr. Anderson has been here a long time. Disco Fabio, uh, JG from Space. Poor feed is competing against just a mountain of loyalty. Skipping Friday or Monday. Uh, some are getting them early. Oh, they're shipping this weekend. Yo, my man Biggie Smalls gifts a member. That's a nice layup. That's a really, really pretty score. That's an easy score right there. And the layup sets up the 20 bomb. A 20 bomb to 50. We might be able to get feed today don't forget let me let me give you guys an active count since you guys are going on a little bit of a tear here let me give you oops let me give you an active member count because we are trying to get to 3000 if you guys hit 3000 members we will do we will do a fright night every friday night this month now my wife and i are going to stream on friday nights no matter what but you can determine what we do you currently have 20 
400 members all right you currently have 2400 so fright night is well within reach you guys have had massive days before we only need 600 more that's easy easy for some of y'all that's not hard at all to do we've had way bigger days than that in the past and then you can get a fright night for the whole month because i know october is spooky and we actually have a full playlist for members of us playing through the quarry we've done a couple other other um uh dark dark pictures games and those are always a fun time. Those are some of our funnest, uh, I think, some of the most fun streams that we do on a Friday night. Jay Wright gifts a member. It's like everybody's joining hands and saying, let's get feed a membership. 31 out of 50. Thank you so much. Yeah, he says he's turned on allowed gifts. I don't know. I, again, I think he's competing with other people who have been watching longer. It's a brand new account. Scott Baker gifts a member and takes it to 32 takes it to 32 Patrick says for feed will somebody tell me if there's an easy mode in this game um let's see AC uh, Mirage difficulty settings quick google search here uh, another gifted member from Patrick Q Patrick Q you have been so faithful with single gifted members lately man I really 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 appreciate it um, Game Rant says here, Game Rant says here, Assassin's Creed Mirage difficulty differences explained. Okay. So let's see. Uh, difficulty differences in Assassin's Creed. There is easy, there is normal, and there is hard. Easy will be the preferred choice for those wanting to experience mainly the story. There you go. There's your answer. Easy, normal, hard. I was going to tell you yes, because that's just always my assumption with these games, but I wanted to verify. I wanted to verify first. Another gifted member from Sorcerer of Havoc, and another one from Abe, getting us to 35. We take care of our own here, and we are trying. We are trying to get feed in the door. Daz Sweets and Kyle. I, I genuinely think the problem is there are so many people who have been members before that are basically in front of him in the line. He has to like work his way through the line of loyalty. It's it might take it might take a while. I think we should just get just let's just aim for 500 members today and we'll probably get <laughs> we'll probably get him. I really think that that's what we should be doing. <laughs> I owe you guys 5. I'll do my 5 when we go to the second stream, when we go to the um, the AC Mirage gameplay stream, and hopefully maybe we can get him there as well. The more this number goes up, the more I gift. So that even continues to increase the chances because there have been days where I've had to gift like 40 or 50 members. I did a 50 bomb the other day, so we'll get him. We'll get him eventually. Uh, the Lone Rangers has been watching for a while, man. Love your stream. Yo, what's good, Games for Eternity? Good to see you. Assassin's Creed 1 had zero difficulty settings. It all depends on how you play the game. Play stealthily, and it's easy. Go in sword swinging, and it's hard as heck. Steven, I just want to say thank you, not just for becoming a member today, but you became a member, and then you're already gifting. Like, that's insane support, right? A brand new member gifting members to others is crazy. If you guys give 32,000 members, he will get it. (laughs) gift as many members as I have subscribers that's exactly that's exactly right that's exactly right we we got a gar- we'll get a guaranteed uh, membership for feed is there a hundred bomb no the biggest is a 50 bomb and we have a special pop-up for that it's the death star so the death star doesn't pop out unless you do the 50 bomb 
Somebody did one the other day. Uh, wh- wh- who was it? Was it Javier? It was Javier Cotto, I think, that did a 50 bomb. Either that or Ghost in the Garage. It was it was Javier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier Cotto and Ghost in the Garage Gaming were like having a Duke out session. Ubisoft keeps leaning into fantasy and Witcher-like elements that clash with Assassin's Creed vibes, says Beef Jerky. Don't you think it would be smarter if Ubisoft revived the might and magic brand? Yo, Abe says feed he's trying to call his shots with a five bomb and it goes to ricky and matin and shafe six foot mouse and arctic striker out here trying to call his shots if you guys say his name before you gift we've actually had that work before so maybe type his actual username like type mark miller i'm not kidding you at all i've done that before i like type somebody's name and then i gifted members and they got one i don't know if that was just pure coincidence but We've tried to call our shots before. I'm excited to have that Quest 3, though. I mean, we'll definitely want to show off that Assassin's Creed uh, Nexus game. Assassin's Creed Nexus. I really, really like VR games. I wanted to show off the... that uh, the It's called Gazlers or whatever, where you're like on the back of a truck and you're like shooting. It looks like Borderlands. It just finally launched on PSVR 2. Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, one light roast and one dark roast. Your name starts with the letter A, but I can't shout you out. There's a spot to put your username when you order the coffee so I can shout you out. So make sure you fill that out when you order the coffee so I can shout out your username. I don't want to say your actual name. Can you directly gift? Sadly, no, you cannot. Because there are certainly people every month we want to take care of. And Rissick! Rissick with the 10 bomb comes in and capstones up to 50 thanks to Abe's layup to 40. Thank you so much for doing that, Rissick. And we've got Eiffel Voyager and Roxas and Gallia and Destrian, Jay Huddy, Neat, Anthony, Gronks, Lonnie. Ah, we didn't get him. We didn't get him. I'm telling you, some of these names, man, he's, he's, he's behind a lot of people. <laughs> It's listen, it's actually your fault. You guys watch too much. You know, you're too loyal to the channel. I blame you. I blame you for watching too often. It's it really is y'all's fault. I'm just kidding. And there it is. The agents of chaos. Super gaming says I'm going to bump the line past 50 and he rolls us to the next goal. Thank you so much. Megan at 51 out of 75 super gaming. You know what I'm saying? Hellish Smoker's here all the time. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. He is he's competing with very, very loyal viewers. That's that's gonna be the hardest part. He's got a fresh baby account, you know? He says, thanks so much for trying, guys. Let me check your account too. Creation age. Yeah, August 30th. So it's just gonna take a minute. Abe's like, I heard, I'll stop showing up. <laughs> Let me finish college and get that six-figure job. You do that. You do that. Dan says, where is my gifted? The more you interact with the channel is what we're told helps. So, like, pressing like, chatting, watching, all of that. So, if you guys can't do a membership, there are other great ways to support the channel. The best way to support the channel is hit subscribe, hit the bell button, so you can be here for all the shows and all the videos, and then always make sure you're pressing that like button. That doesn't cost you anything, and that really, really is a huge help. There's an army of people that do do that every day, and it supports the channel immensely. Not everybody can be sitting here gifted members. I understand that. So there are other great ways of support. Locke 
PSB with two months of membership. Make sure you accept gifted members turned on. I had to do that a couple of months ago. Yeah, feed, maybe turn it off and back on again. I know that helped somebody a while back. Like, go into your settings and toggle it off, and then toggle it back on again for my channel. Sven gifts a member. Thank you so much, Sven. Setting it up to 52. Thank you very much. And that one goes to Machiavelli. Yeah, Machiavelli. I thought it was going to be Machiavelli, but it's Machiavelli. Count age plays a big part. I've had some people get gifted members on literally the day they create their account, so I don't really understand how in the frick that works, right? And a 20 bomb comes in off the top rope. Jay with a massive, massive member bomb takes us all the way to the doorstep of the next milestone. 72 members and he drops 20 and says, let's go. I will give you guys a member count in just a moment. I think you just move the line again absolutely massive we are on the lookout for feed in the chat from mark see i'm seeing names i recognize (laughs) listen listen the way that you guys free up space for feed is pick up your own membership that's what y'all need to do if you watch a lot and you support a lot just pick up your own membership it'll remove you from the queue for gifteds all right do it for feed become a member for feed (laughs) in all seriousness though The more people pick up their own memberships, the more room there is in the gifted member pool for people who can't afford it, right? If you cannot afford a membership, we're trying to help you out. We're gifting as often as we possibly can. Currently, I owe almost 15 gifted members. We are at 2479 on the member count. You guys are 20 away from 2500. Feed can't be more than 10,000 members down. Right, just a a measly 10k down. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's right, Zubair. Still no feed. Yeah. Yeah. Your $5 could help feed. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's really good, Ruguru. What do members do? Oh, yeah. These are the perks of membership. That's a good question. You do get a badge. You do get emotes. You get a daily member recap stream. You get Friday night streams with my wife, and you get access to our Discord. You get access to our Discord. Steven Yarnell hasn't stopped yet today. Another five bomb. He becomes a member, and then he's just constantly paying it forward and taking care of more, and takes us a 77, and then a 10 bomb from Quintar. Quintar says, come on, let's get feed in the pile, taking us to 87 members on the day thank you so much oh man has he gotten it yet Ray J Kenneth I see I recognize all these names Dmax Speeds Ipronator I know all these names bro there's a line of people we I'm telling you we have a very very faithful group of people that lurk and watch and when we gift members thank goodness that's who it goes to right that's who it goes to that's just how it operates like we do we have a very very loyal core and that makes it really really difficult uh to get folks like feed in the door it's tough but i really appreciate y'all trying i myself i'm gonna end up having a gift if we hit 100 i'll owe 20 that's another chance for him to get it we're at 2493 you're seven away from 2500 that's incredible i'm just gonna go ahead and round it up i'm gonna go ahead and round it up on the um 
on the member count because we're probably going to hit that today. You're going to hit that with mine, the ones that I owe anyway. So you guys are officially one step closer to the big member goal. Nicely done. 2,500. That's great. Oh, well, the writer's room is for member plus. That's an extra thing that we just recently added. Members get like everything they've always gotten. Right, they've, we, they, they've, the members get everything they've always gotten. They get the daily recap or the debrief, and then you get access to the the Discord, and then you get access to Friday night streams with Madam, and a five bomb from Abe, and then a single comes in from Super Gaming. That's ninety two. That's ninety three. That's ninety four. Cristiano Souza gifts a membership. Thank you so much. Ninety four out of a hundred. We're looking for Mark in the chat. You're looking for Mark. It's weird that YouTube does not allow you to choose who gets gifted. I want them to do it, but I'm going to tell you right now from a business perspective, I bet you they don't ever do it. I bet you they don't ever do it. I think they like the idea of you just do a big batch and then everyone's like anxious to get theirs because if you can individually gift, they you they would probably be people gifting less. I would prefer that. I would like you guys to be able to do that. I would probably get less members, but then at least we'd be able to gift them to the right people. So, Brett Williams gifts a single. I would rather get less members and have it be more of an accurate gifting, but I don't think YouTube's going to do it because YouTube knows we probably get more members by not doing it. Does that make sense? So... Yeah, it would kill the moment we're having right now. Right, like we've got this solidarity right now. We're like, come on, let's get feed a membership, right? Who's going to steal the glory? Right here, a five bomb to a hundred. Someone's going to take that glory right now. Slam that home. Somebody steal it. I'm confused why a viewer that's supposedly a loyal fan won't do a membership by himself. Feed has never been able to do a membership. He has watched me for over five years. We've always taken care of him. When he was on purple... I would say, hey, somebody take care of feed or I'm going to do it. I would basically give people a five-minute warning. If nobody gifted to feed, I would do it. We've always taken care of our man. Um, there's a couple of people who can't do a membership, and we make sure that they get in every month. That's that's something that we've always done as a community. So, What do you think of the sales of Cyberpunk's Phantom Liberty hitting 3 million? I think that's incredible. I think it's well-deserved. Um, I think it's now one of the best-looking games on the market, and I'm having a blast with it. I'm... How many hours in? I'm like 8 hours in. Raven gifts a membership. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm 8 hours in. I think I'm a level 22? A level 22 or 23? I'm absolutely loving it. It's fantastic. Let me schedule uh, the gameplay stream. We're going to go to gameplay in about 45 minutes. Uh, I like to schedule around now uh, the next stream. So let me get that taken care of. Uh, appreciate you guys supporting the stream. Appreciate you guys trying to get our man feed in the door of memberships. Uh, let's see here. Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay. So I got a new, I got a new thumbnail and a new stream and everything. We do this to separate. We do this to separate everything. And there we go. I'll put it in gaming news for a day or two, and then I'll move it to gameplay. Uh, let's do that. I see I see that, Kel Swiss. Kel Swiss. Kel Swiss. Kel Swiss with a gifted member. Thank you so much, Kel Swiss. Thank you. I'm going to bump that on the count in just a second. 
I have to like double and triple check they don't do automatic ads. They keep trying to turn that dadgum feature on and it's like, no. Even after I schedule, they're like, hey, do you want to turn this on? It's like, for the third time, no, I don't. It says right here, it says, focus on your live stream and let YouTube insert ads for you. Dismiss. (laughs) No. Yo, D-Tom, let me give you a recap. Let me add this member here from Kelswiss. 97 on the day. Thank you so much. Okay, so here's the deal. Let me give you a recap. So we did a bit of a review roundup. And the reason the thumbnail is saying I tried to tell you is there are many people approaching this game with the wrong expectations. They essentially expected the game to be a, a run back to Assassin's Creed games before Origins. That's a lot of games. That includes Assassin's Creed Unity. That includes Black Flag. That includes a lot of games. Now, what the game actually did is it didn't just run back from like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. It ran all the way back to basically the first two or three games. So, Detonator, thanks so much for gifting a member. So, essentially what has happened is I am I am putting forth that there are some valid and some invalid criticisms of Assassin's Creed Mirage. If you look at an AC Mirage review, you will find people taking issue with things that are legitimate. They might say that the story is sort of bland, not that interesting. There's clunkiness to some of the controls, the parkour. There's some glitches. There's some bugs. Those are legitimate critiques. But the people that are saying, oh, the parkour is no good. They should have borrowed the parkour from Unity. I think those people really missed the memo of what this game was supposed to be. This game is supposed to be a love letter to the classic Assassin's Creed format, which is like AC 1-2, Brotherhood, th- those games. So that's not going to include parkour evolutions that were in Unity. That's not going to include things from you know Black Flag or, or the like. Because I, I generally think people heard, oh, we're going to go to one map, smaller map, no longer big open world RPG, and they thought, oh, we're going to leave behind Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, and we're going to get a great sort of amalgamation of all of the original Assassin's Creed games from AC1 to Unity, but what they actually did was they said, no, we're going to go back and make it similar to basically like AC1. And so that's why I'm like, I tried to tell you, I tried to tell people, this game was not going to give you what you thought it was. I was like, people are going to get about halfway through this, and they're going to say, I see why we left the old version behind. I see why we left the old format behind. And that seems to, in some respects, be ringing. That's ringing true. However, the people that wanted a return to the classic style, they are thrilled. They are absolutely thrilled. They think it's wonderful. Rougarou, Boogaloo, with six months of membership. The generosity of this community has allowed me to stick around since Lono has refused to run totems. I'll keep watching and return the love as I can. That is a really, really long time. Former Bungie HR manager is suing for wrongful termination after she reported potential bias. I told you. Give it time. That veil's going to keep slipping on that company. I told y'all. Time and truth are undefeated. So basically, AC Mirage is somewhat a standalone spinoff prequel to AC Valhalla. Yes and no, Chris. Like, yeah, technically, that's true. However, no, 
it's basically a spiritual sequel to AC1. Now, you're talking about like story and stuff. Sure. Sure. But you're we're talking about the style itself, the game itself. The game is a spiritual sequel to AC1 from everything we're hearing. Now, as far as like the story and the characters, yes, in chronologically, that's kind of where it lands. It lands in the hemisphere of Valhalla. But the game design itself, that's not the case at all. Right? Alapark says, I'm going to try a Babe Ruth. I'm going to call my shot. All right. Type his name. He's type, type Mark Miller and then gift a membership. <laughs> type his name and then gift a member. That's how you do it. <laughs> Can you go yell at Cloud somewhere else? What's this guy saying? Convenience is just a word for lazy and being dumb? What? People supporting digital games are working against their own best interests? Um, I don't necessarily think so. I think there are plenty of reasons to... Oh, it's another person with a fresh account taking, like, really, really hard stances and trying to get reactions. Got it. Just like yesterday. Alapart comes in with a five gifted member bomb and puts us at 103. He shoves that line forward. Shoves it forward to the next milestone. Not happy to give us just 100. He gives us 103, which means we're headed to the next milestone. I now owe you guys 20 members. I will do that during the gameplay stream. It goes to Bobby Gamers, oh, uh, Magical Effect Guy, and Jake Eisenhower. Unfortunately, we missed him. We're going to miss. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> What if he's trolling us? A single gifted from Super Gaming. He puts it at 104. It goes to Dillinger. Yeah, Super tried it. It didn't work. Well, I was going to start making fun of his uh, parentage and drooling. You are ruining my fun. I've just noticed that that's what some of these guys are doing now. Like, they come in on accounts that are like a month old or so, and they just make really, really caustic statements, you know? convenience is just another word for laziness and it's like what do you mean i'm incredibly busy being able to download a game digitally i have one vehicle i've got two children and not having to go to the store every time i want to get a game that's unbelievably helpful to my life that's not me being lazy kale gifts a membership thank you so much kale but i think he's just trying to get a rise out of people whoever it is that's actually a layup thank you kale Look at that. That's such an easy score to put up there. 105 out of 125. An easy, easy dunker to go in on a 20 bomb. We'll see if anybody takes the bait. Kale, nice setup there. We don't need GameStop anymore. I like GameStop offering used games because there are certainly people that benefit from being able to go in and and, you know, they wait a couple of months and then they go get a game at a discount instead of buying it at full price the minute it comes out. I think that is great for the consumer. I think people that still want to buy physical, I, that great, good for you. But there are people in, in, in other positions where it's just, it's just not convenient to go and buy a physical game. It just isn't. Right, And even a lot of the times when you buy the physical game and you bring it home, you still only paid for a license. 
a lot of the newer games you're not even you don't even have the full game on the disc Alla Park with 14 months in a VIP says Mark Miller I know the shame his name's not Mark Clark <laughs> uh PlayStation blog, the reason for the PlayStation Plus price increase, Sony Pictures Core, a new video streaming service for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Really? Interesting. So they... That's the thing is, they didn't raise the price, they lowered the annual discount. Another five bomb from Alapark. He's like, come on guys, let's get Mark Miller, and he gets Raven, DeSauce, Fuzzy, Ricardo, and Liquid Think. Oh, I'm, every time it happens, I think I'm, I'm like we're we're closer and closer and closer. 110, 110 members on the day. I owe you guys 20, so there's another 20 coming, no matter what. It's interesting that they didn't even raise the price; they decreased the annual discount, which essentially raises the price because most people do the annual, but they're adding to the service. It's hmm. interesting. Almost like, it's just weird. Like when I said, if you're going to raise the price on a subscription service, it'd be a good idea to time it with adding value. People are just assuming that's the reason. Well, I don't think that's the reason. I think they raised the price because they hit their plateau. That's what every subscriber service is going to do, right? You're going to hit your plateau and you're going to raise the price. But it's convenient to do that when you're also adding value. So then the consumer feels like, okay, I'm getting more. You make it harder for them to to leave. So. Uh, I thought they were required by law to have the functioning game on the physical disc. I don't know. Maybe the rules changed. I don't think there's a law that requires that. Does it? Some games, you have to download more after you get the game, right? I don't know. Is that true? They're required by law to put the full game on the disc? I don't remember seeing that anywhere. I mean, I I could be ignorant about it. I don't know. I've not heard that before. Revenue must increase. Best to increase by new customers. But if that stops, you got to increase prices. I wish I had cash for PlayStation. Spider-Man 2 looks very fun. It does. They did it in the wrong order. They already lost good faith opinions uh, it could have gotten. I actually think they did it in the right order because I think what you do is you lead with the bad news and you follow up with the good news. It's a common marketing strategy. So you lead with the bad news and now everybody's hearing that this is coming and they're going to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll stay or I guess I'll sign back up, right? I'm not aware of a law requiring the full game to be on the disc. Yeah, I've not heard that before. PS5 games come on the disc, mostly, but I've never heard of a law. They raised the price because the saving was huge. The lowest tier was saving 50% if they did it annually. Try buying a disc these days, then pop the disc in without internet and see what happens, says Jake. Yeah, a lot of the times, you're just paying for a license. Like... I feel like the license versus physical discussion really gets lost because a lot of the games that we're buying require internet. And if they shut the servers down, that doesn't matter that you have a disc. 
Now, I am fully in support of the idea that if you go buy a physical disc and it's like purely an offline game, I fully support your right to play that game as long as you have working hardware. As long as you have a machine that the disc can go in, I'm like, yeah, you should be able to play that for forever. You bought it, it's yours. But the minute you get into a situation where like you go to the store and you physically buy Diablo 4, well, they house everything on the servers. Your character is there. I, You know, I, and I know people don't like that. They wanted an offline mode for Diablo, but I just think duping is a threat to the integrity of the loot pool. It's a threat to the integrity of the game, and you can't do that. I know that's a bummer. I don't think it's ideal. I think ideally you should be able to play a game like Diablo offline. Ideally. But ideals are not always possible because of the reality that we live in. We live in a world where the minute you let people play offline, they're going to figure out ways to dupe items and cheat, and then they're going to flood the the market of the game with a bunch of duped items. And now the integrity of the game's loot pool is ruined. And, well, who cares? Who cares? What do you mean, who cares? Games like that don't survive if everybody can just sort of dupe the best items and now there's nothing to chase because now you just go to your friend who'll just drop it on the ground because he got it from a guy who 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 was duping the other day so the minute you're trying to play online games with like an online living you know body of players and a loot table like you just can't expect to play offline you know and so a lot of the times you're paying for a license. You're not you're not you don't own the game, you own a license to play the game. Even if you have the disc, that's true. It's very much a function of the types of games. It's why we bristle hard against always online single player only games. Yeah, I am opposed to that. Like if I went to the store, let's just say I didn't go to the store. If let's say Ghost of Tsushima 2 has a really awesome collector's edition and I buy it and it comes with a physical disc, I should be able to play that game even if my internet's out. I should be able to. That shouldn't be a problem. It's a single-player game. Now, there could be online elements that I don't have access to. Let's say they continue with Legends in Ghost of Tsushima 2. The Legends game or whatever. So if they continue with Legends, well then, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to play that. That requires me to connect to other people. But I fully support, like, if you if you want to play a single-player game and not have the internet, I think that's totally fine. Sadly, I think that's a that's a an era that we're leaving behind. We're we're sort of we're fighting a losing battle, I think, on that front. A live action project is set in the world of Cyberpunk. It's now in development. I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to use Idri- Id- Idris Elba. Wouldn't surprise me at all. He's fantastic. I have a great screenshot. I've been meaning to post on Twitter. Oh, man, so good. Digital keeps growing. We'll soon pay $100 per game. Why are you logically connecting digital digital versions of game to a price increase? You need to explain that to me. I'm not understanding why you're connecting those two. Um, the only reason devs require a single-player game to be online is so they can sell your player data to as many third parties at all times. Preventing piracy is a nice excuse. I mean, are consoles that 
I don't think console games are that piratable, are they? Generally, it's pretty hard to pirate console games. Well, they do it with Nintendo rather easily. I'm not tuned into that world. I'm genuinely asking. I don't know. Can you go and, like, buy... Let's say you go to the store right now and you buy um, Cyberpunk on disc or whatever for for PlayStation 5. Is that, is that like, easy to pirate? I'm not tuned into that world. <clears throat> is that, like, a huge threat to console sales right now? I pre-ordered the Portal. Looking forward to it for that price. Yeah. I, I was I, I got I got a very very small amount of hate and salt on that video because I think people know they were wrong so they're just not there's a couple people that are like look at this pony shill but for the most part nobody is nobody's running those comments to hate because I think they know they were like it's 199 it's an accessory you guys are all criticizing it as if it, as if it's supposed to be a standalone device and it's not being marketed it's not price pointed it's not it's not what it's supposed to be. What data are they getting from me that they're selling that I care about? Yeah, I mean, my console doesn't have a whole lot of my information, right? It has an email address. It has my credit card or whatever I use to pay. Hmm. I I don't know. No second hand, no option to sell your game, no time to choose the time the game gets discounted. Okay, so you think when we go to digital, oh, we're losing the option to choose. You could only buy at the price they fix. What's preventing them from doing that now? Why does the existence of physical games prevent them from charging you $100 for their game? Why? Just because, like, let's say a game doesn't offer a physical version. Why does that suddenly open up the door for them to, to raise the price a disproportionate amount. Why couldn't they do that right now? What's the disc? What's the option to go buy the disc have anything to do with them not raising the price? I don't, again, I don't see the connection. The used market? So, what's the, well, the used market is not preventing them from saying, here's our brand's new game, it's $100. Going digital doesn't suddenly open that up. There are plenty of games that go digital only, they don't do a physical release. A lot of indie titles do. Because it's easier for them. It's cheap. It's cheaper for them to do digital only. A lot of the smaller indie studios are doing that because it's like there's not as high demand for our game because we're not as well known. So we're not going to up do all the cost associated with doing the physical release. Because people can go physical cheaper. Why would there be a cheaper version of physical? Right now, when you go to the store, the physical version of the game and the digital version are the exact same price. There, this is such a logically weird position. You're not you're not substantiating your position. You're just saying it like, oh no, yeah, if you could only buy digital, then they could raise the price. They could raise the price right now. They could. What's, why does the existence of a physical disc at the store prevent them from raising the price? Brett Williams, the five-month renewal. Anyone worried about the info being sold is being kind of ignorant. Honestly, it's for sale already. There's nothing you can do to stop it. 7060, excuse me? A $70 game is still $70 in the store. What are you talking about? Physical goes on sale because the retailers have to dump stock. 
Right. Physical going down in price is not giving you the freedom to always have a cheaper option. It's literally the retailer saying, get this the frick out of here. It's a common demand slope where demand for the product goes down. So they lower the price to move through the inventory. That has nothing. Shops get discounted at launch. What? No, I've never. When has that happened? I'm not saying there haven't been games that have done that. I've not seen any mainline games do that. We have, you go to the store and buy it, it's cheaper. What? I was in a game, I was in a GameStop just the other day. I didn't see evidence of that. Or that brands new games are cheaper at the store compared to digital? That doesn't make any sense. It's more expensive for them to provide you with the physical. (laughs) Oh, the world is so upside down. I I was told that game prices were more expensive back in the day because of the physicality of the cartridges and the discs, and they don't have to do that anymore, so the price should be cheaper. So why would physical be cheaper at the store? That doesn't even make any sense. Can you give me an example of a game that launched recently that was $70 in digital and $60 at the store? I haven't seen that. Wasn't this an AC Mirage stream? It was. We've been streaming for two hours and we're off on a separate subject. Is that okay with you? The only time I buy physical is used when I'm met about the game. Well, yeah, waiting to buy physical used is not what we're talking about. It isn't. Month old account. Not surprising. Someone has had to have paid full price to sell it used. The digital price is in lockstep with the physical price. Right. The position is 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 just they are, I promise. What do you mean they are, I promise? That's not an answer to the question. Give me an example of a game that was $70 digital at launch and cheaper in the store. You have failed to give me an example because there isn't an example. That's not that <laughs> Your position's based on something that hasn't that's not happening. That's why I logically tripped up on what you were saying. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like if they go digital only, they'll suddenly be free to raise the price. What they're not doing that now and they could if they wanted to. If they wanted to charge you $100 for Spider-Man 2, they could. What would stop them? Oh, the physical discs would stop them. Why? <laughs> it's there. They could charge you whatever they want. They could charge you $82. Like, we just think that's the price. We ran it through a pricing metric, and we think the value in the quality game is $82. Well, physical discs preventing them from doing that. My question to you has been, why? Why does the existence of a physical disc in the store prevent them from raising the price? And your answer was, well, it gives us more choice, and the discs are cheaper at the store right now. No, they're not. I've not seen a single game launch that way anywhere. Now, if the price is cheaper a couple months later, again, that's them trying to move through the inventory. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the launch price of the game. Was Need for Speed Unbound full price on digital? Need for Speed Unbound was significantly discounted on their shadow drop for physical. I I don't know. I don't know. And you don't know if that retailer wasn't eating that on their own. Sometimes a retailer will do a loss lead to get you in the store. That's not the publisher doing that. That's the that's the the store doing that. I don't. I, again, I've not been given an example, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand where this position came from. That like, well, if we go purely digital, they're going to raise the prices. I huh? 
Thank you, Butters. If you have no option to choose where to buy, then there's no room for competition in price. Okay, now I get that, but that doesn't... The price isn't determined by that. You think GameStop and you think Best Buy are determining the price of video games? Man, oh man, I'm sorry. That That is, that's not how, that's, that's not how it works. Like, if the publisher decided to raise the price to $100 on Spider-Man 2, Best Buy and GameStop and all those places, I mean, I suppose they could say, we're not doing that, but it stands to reason that the publisher could say, well, then you're not selling our game. We don't want our games to be devalued by your price point. Like, the publisher's going to call the shots there. Like, I don't think, like, Best Buy gets to decide, we think this game should be $52 instead of $60. Like, that's not a thing. Again, they might have the freedom to do that to loss lead. I don't think publishers would be okay with that. Because if they've determined that this is a $70 game, they don't want a retailer selling it for $60. I tried to do it on my phone from the website. YouTube on Apple devices apparently dog water. There you go, Butters. You got... Well, was that a member plus upgrade? Oh, thank you, Butters. They compete. They compete from each other. The physical shops. Denel, listen to me. Listen to me. You haven't given me an example of that competition giving you a lower price. Give me an example. It shouldn't be hard. Your your entire premise is based on the idea that a retailer can compete for your business and sell a game lower than full price. When has that happened? When? Maybe back in the Nintendo era, like Toys R Us or somebody might be doing a big sale to get people in the door so they lost where they were doing like a loss lead on Mario or something. I'm talking about right now. Your premise is that if we have the option to go to the retailers, that's preventing the publishers from raising the price. And I'm like, bro, that premise is so flawed. That's not how it works. If you can find a neighbor or GameStop selling a used copy for 30 versus 70, it keeps prices lower. Thank you, Darth Nihilus, for 21 months in a VIP. I'm not, oh my, whoa, I'm not talking about used. Okay, come on, come on. Let's keep it on the, let's keep it on the rails here. Let's keep it on the rails. The conversation is not about used. Let's, let's keep the conversation in the lane here. The idea being, this, this is what I'm pushing back against. If, if, if we go all digital, if a publisher goes all digital, they can set the price to whatever they want. Because the retailers have to compete for our business and therefore that keeps prices low. And I'm like, but there's no evidence of that right now. When they raised the 70, the retailers were lock in step with that. Do you see? I don't agree with the position because I'm like, that's... No, Lona, you're not taking crazy pills. There is no causality being explained here. Thank you. I'm like, what's, where's the causality? Why do you honestly think that? Because I don't see evidence of it. The physical existence of discs is not keeping the price of games down because retailers are competing for your business. I don't see that being substantiated with evidence. It's like, well, where? 
Is GameSpot, I'm sorry, is GameStop, is is Best Buy, are they doing big sales at, during the launch week of a game so that you benefit as a consumer and can go buy the game for a cheaper price? For example, the price of bread milk, ETC, is always levered because of competition. Okay, okay, you've, you've switched categories. That's not the way this works. That's not the way video games operate. So you can't, you can't run to grocery stores because that's completely different. The way this works, I'm telling you, if 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 a publisher wants their game to be 70 and Best Buy's like, well, we're going to run a sale on that for 60 during launch week, I wouldn't be surprised if the publisher says no. Well, that's not what we want. We want we want the game to be priced at 70. That's that per our contract with you. That's what you're going to sell it for. Publishers are going to control that price. It's a perception issue. And, and also, I don't I don't think retailers are going to do that if that's a standard price. Now, they might with something like a Spider-Man because the demand is so high, they know it'll get people in the, sto- in the store, but I've not seen anybody do that. I've not seen a single retailer do that. Aerodimus says the physical disc is keeping the price up. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I was like, isn't that keeping the price up because they have to make something physical and then ship it and, and the inventory has to be managed? And there's potential um, shrinkage, like theft. Like, I don't know, man. I don't think physical's keeping the price down at all. QVC had Mirage at $35 yesterday, but back to $50 now. Yeah, and I wonder if they have to negotiate that. Again, did the publisher, does the publisher allow that in certain instances? I was mainly pushing back on the idea that these retailers being able to sell a physical version of the game is keeping prices down. And I'm like, I, What? That's why I was confused. It's like I don't see evidence of that. I don't see retailers competing for our business by having these games on sale at launch. Now, yes, they go on sale months later because they're trying to work through inventory. They're like, hey, we didn't move enough of this game. We're going to sell it for $10 less. Come on, let's move through the inventory. That's what grocery stores do sometimes. Like, what's what Kroger does? Like, when you go to Kroger. And they're like, oh, hey, all this bread is two for one. They're trying to move through the inventory. They've got too much of that particular bread. So retailers will do that. They'll say, oh, we've got too many, we've got too many discs of Jedi Survivor. Let's discount it and we'll get, well, it'll move a little bit faster. It will increase uh, demand. As demand slopes down, you can help level it out by lowering the price. If anything, retailers are driving prices up by inserting multiple middlemen. Yeah, because you have to have somebody making the jewel cases, somebody printing the inserts, somebody making the discs. Then you have to have the logistics of shipping the items to the store. Then the store wants a cut of selling the item because they're housing it. Their staff is selling it. Their, their staff is stocking it. So that, that whole chain costs money. I go to a storefront and hit and it downloads onto my hard drive and all the costs associated with a physical disc is removed from that exchange I think the reason I got so snagged on it is because people have always argued the opposite they're like well you know games were more expensive back then because of the physical cartridges maybe I swear the remedial arguments you guys have Lono engage in is ridiculous. Y'all just be saying stuff. 
Danelle says Amazon, Target, HMV, they compete at launch. You haven't substantiated that. You just keep restating that assertion. And when I say provide me with evidence of a game at launch being cheaper, physical at a retailer, and you have failed to do that. You just said, trust me, they do. Give me an example. Give me an example of Amazon or Target or Walmart or Best Buy or GameStop. When have they ever, during the launch window of a game, competed for your business and sold a game at a discount? All I have ever seen in that hemisphere is different pre-order bonuses. If you get the game at Walmart, you get this pair of sneakers for your character. I've seen that. I've never seen anybody say, oh, the game's 70, but you can buy it from us at 60 during the launch week. When has that ever happened? How can I upload a photo? You showing me a photo of a game cheaper at a retailer isn't proof. Because they do discount the games later. They they, they do it later. You upload a photo. Name the game. Type the game's name out right now. You got a photo? What game did that? What game was cheaper at a retailer at launch versus digital? Easy question to answer. Very simple. You just have to type the name of that game. And then we can fact check it. That simple. It's a very, very, very easy question to substantiate your position. It's very straightforward. Amazon did do that. What game? What game was cheaper physical at launch versus digital? What game are you talking about? Can we demonstrate a pattern in the market that that, that consistently happens? Or do you have like a single game? On launch, F-E-O? In the UK, I can get Spider-Man six pounds cheaper by going physical? Why? Are you getting... Is it a sale? Is it a BOGO? Is it a bundle? Why are you getting six pounds off? What's F-E-O? What game is that? That is evidence that physical is in less demand and they need to do that to get the physical sales. I think people are confusing the existence of physical at retailers is just spreading out where they can buy. They're voicing concern with, say, Sony controlling the storefront. Nope, it's the price. I actually think demand for physical in the UK is stronger. That's why that's interesting that it's six pounds lower. Even if a storefront discounts the game at launch, they are just reducing their margins per copy in exchange for margins on the bulk sale of the product. Or it's a loss lead to get you in the store. GTA 5 game, UK, 50 physical. I bought that from 60 digital. And that's how it was priced at launch. You're saying GTA 5. Okay. I don't think that demonstrates a pattern in the market. That's just like what I was saying a little bit ago about Spider-Man. It wouldn't surprise me if a big retailer says, like, GTA is so popular, let's do this as a loss lead. It'll get people in the door, right? It'll get get people in the door. There's not a deducible pattern of retailers saying, well, we're going to have the games cheaper than digital. Amazon will sell me new games at $69.98 and not $69.99. 
You can get Spider-Man 2 10 euros lower in Finland. I wonder what that... Why is that happening outside of the West? I wonder if there's an exchange rate. Or like, why would that be different in those... It's not because it's not like that here. You can't. I can't go get Spider-Man physical here cheaper. I can't. In tomorrow's show, be economics 101. It's already agreed on with the games company. We also have to keep in mind, game price goes down if it's doing poorly. Remember when Cyberpunk was dirt cheap? Right, because they're trying to clear out the inventory, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of factors at play. I don't think you can demonstrate that there's a pattern in the market. Oh, Fire Emblem Online, FEO. Sorry, I'm not familiar with that game. I don't think you can demonstrate in the market that there's this pattern that, well, physical's helping us uh, keep prices down because the retailers have to compete. It's like, I've, I've not seen that. You might have instances here and there where you're like, well, this really popular game was six pounds cheaper if I went physical, right? Or, or this game here. But I don't think that there's a pattern in the overarching market where it's like, well, all these retailers like Best Buy and stuff, they're competing for our business and that's keeping the price of games down. I don't I just I don't think you can demonstrate that. I actually think it's increasing cost for the publishers and developers and that's why a lot of the times smaller studios are avoiding it. I don't think it's keeping prices down at all. There are times where it may benefit you, but I don't think it's it's a demonstrated pattern in the market. Best Buy used to do it at launch if you pre-ordered certain games, like high-profile games. Right, they would do it with a high-profile game as a loss lead to get you in the store. That's why I was like, who's doing that right now? GTA 5? How many years ago was that? That's what I'm saying. I don't think... I don't think that that is now a commonality that you're going to find. I don't. I think game prices are going to keep going up. Because the budgets keep going up. So I think you're going to have a really, really hard time keeping prices down. Because you're going to constantly be facing... How on earth are we going to make our margins? The budget on this game was in the hundreds of millions of dollars, as opposed to, you know, back in the early days where the budget for a game, you know, be you know anywhere from two to six million dollars, and those are some of the bigger titles, and the games were smaller and the teams were smaller. So you you've we've mushroomed out, we've mushroomed way out on uh on budget size, team size. So I don't think price of games is, is being held in position by retailers or, or or we're being protected by the retailers. Only one shot PSN equals antitrust complete. No competition, no need to lower prices. Only one shop. So you're saying if there was only one place to buy the games... That would be antitrust. See, I don't think they I don't think they would ever want to move in that direction. Because there's too many storefronts out there that still have a very strong presence on the internet. That makes sense. Like you'd still be able I would imagine they would still sell the game like game codes on Amazon. Uh Walmart. Every retailer has the ability to cut into their own profit margin. It doesn't change their wholesale price of the game. Right. They're doing a loss lead to get your business. I don't think PlayStation, Nintendo, 
I don't think any of those I don't think any of those storefronts have a vested interest in saying like, well, no, you can't buy our game there, because just the sheer presence of Walmart and Target and Amazon, they want to be in those places because that families are walking by the electronics section, families are browsing Amazon. You see my do you see my point? Like I don't think there's like this worry that if we go digital only, oh my gosh, antitrust monopoly, you're only gonna be able to buy the games from their storefront. No, you would still be able to buy the game digitally from other stores like Amazon. Taking your product out of Amazon would be ridiculous. Unless Amazon has like a ridiculous margin on the code. And Amazon's got a vested interest in selling it too like a digital code for a Mario game or a Call of Duty or something, they want to be able to sell that. They're not going to like negotiate their way out of a deal because they're going to they're going to lose all that traffic and all that all those sales. GameSpot sells codes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think I don't think there's a future where uh, Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo try to do that. That would be that would be very damaging. That'd be very damaging to their um to their footprint. I didn't hear the beep. I didn't hear the uh How is that antitrust? Other industries have one stop shop to buy their products, Tesla for example. It wouldn't be antitrust if it was their games, right? But I think you could get into an antitrust situation if it's not their game. Like if Nintendo decided you can only buy you can only buy Mario through our storefront. Right? I don't think that would be considered antitrust cuz it's theirs. It's like you can only watch Ahsoka on Disney Plus right it's there it's theirs you can only get it there and i think if i think if nintendo wanted to do that they would they would be able to you wouldn't be able to accuse them of antitrust because they would say they would say well it's our property we made it we're going to sell it i don't think they would want to do that i don't think they would want to I think that would end up being it would be it would be damaging to their footprint and their and their top of mind marketing. You want to be everywhere. Right? Okay, we need to transition to gameplay. And I need you guys to do me a favor. I need you to smash the like button. I'm going to gift the 20 members that I owe you when we get over into this new stream and I'm also going to keep the daily goal in frame down here just so you guys know where we are because you guys can gift more. I'm just going to put it down there like out of uh, out of the frame like that. Focus <clears throat> totally hitting digital like Loki and Andor. Well, I mean, they'll, yeah, there'll be a va- there'll be other versions available eventually. I gotta get everything ready here. So guys, make sure to smash a like on this video. Let's get 400 likes, and then we're gonna go over to a new, we have to go to a new stream. I separate the streams 
uh, because it, they'll get treated a little bit better. Like a gameplay stream and a talk show are very different. So people are looking for, you know, gameplay. They're more likely to watch something that's just gameplay, if that makes sense. So it makes it easier on the user uh, to engage with the content when we separate it like this. Is Ahsoka that good? I thought it was great. Sorry, let's go for the gameplay. I thought it was a really interesting discussion. I like I I you were you were respectful. It was enjoyable. Like you didn't name call. I think your position is one that many people hold. I think they're worried that if we move away uh, from physical, that that's going to be really really bad for us. Like if we go strictly digital, I I don't I don't buy into the alarmism about that. Um, you know. It doesn't mean that I don't respect people that think that way. I just think some of it's unfounded. It's like I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be the result uh, of of a lot of this. Okay, I gotta get a tweet ready. Uh, okay. Now, I have heard... I have heard that it takes a few hours for this game to get going. So we're gonna, we're gonna put that to the test. We are gonna put that to the test. Oh, I have an eyelash poking me. Ugh. Having long eyelashes. I've had like women remark that they're like jealous of my eyelashes sometimes, and I'm like, annoying. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's pause my music. Turn the game's music on. Music's cool. Okay. Guys, thank you for 400 likes on this video. Don't forget to go crazy in the next stream as well. We always need new likes on the new video. Uh, YouTube looks at that because we're going to have an immediate amount of people watching this new video. So help me out with that. I'm going to redirect you. If the redirect doesn't work, click the link in chat or it will be the main It'll be the main video on the channel. It'll be like the featured video. Thanks so much for checking out. We're going to be jumping into Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay for a couple of hours here. We have heard that it takes a second for the game to get going. If you like this kind of content, I did a review rundown. AC Mirage review rundown before this. It's a separate stream. Make sure to check that out. And if you want to see what people are saying... There is a lot of mixed response to this game. A lot of people are saying 
that it's great. It's a return to classic. Other people are frustrated. Uh, generally, I think the dividing line is people that wanted it to include everything before Origins, but they went back a lot further than that. So let the hearer understand. I'm going to end the previous stream and bring people over with a redirect. That was my stream where I said, listen,